I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with the Prospect Wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean wizard. Obviously, you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call, text, or leave a voicemail. Immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club. Instantly, MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness Philly, College Park, become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to theprospectwizard.com, get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave Gallon. He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on the wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing to our audience network, Sean McManamy from Health Fitness Corp. He has been an industry veteran owned by Trustmark, a mutual insurance company with over $2 billion of assets. We're going to talk about the future of managed care. We're going to talk about how companies grow and how they create value, not just for themselves, but for the covered lives of the companies and groups that they facilitate and what the future is to solve obesity, diabetes, and loneliness. Small things that we're going to cover in 25 minutes. Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks, Pete. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So, you know, graduated Marquette, got right into the health and fitness industry, you know, maybe a couple stops, short stops along the way. I had um, a few stops along the way, yeah, but found my way here. Yeah. So, you know, how did that evolve from a standpoint of small business, growing it, becoming a public company, then becoming part of, of Trustmark? Maybe you give a little background on yeah. the evolution um, and where you're at today. Yeah, so so health fitness uh, health fitness has been around for almost fifty years. We've been doing this for a very very long time, and was uh, founded back in the seventies as uh, a company called Fitness Systems out in L.A. Uh, uh, same time, a company or, or around that same time, a company in Minneapolis started called Health Fitness. The two of them merged uh, a few years later, and you know I think we've been um, we've we've grown through acquisition, uh, we've grown through merger, we've grown organically over the years, and you know, with but the, the foundation of our business has always been, um, you know, managing corporate fitness programs, corporate fitness centers. And that's still our bread and butter today through a lot of twists and turns through a little something called a pandemic. Um, you know, that's still, um, that's still our focus today. Our primary focus, uh, Trustmark acquired health fitness, uh, 2010, I think 2011. Um, and I was with Trustmark previously. So Trustmark is an employee benefits company, as you said, a a mutual company that's been around for 110 years, I think, at this point, uh, based outside of Chicago. And Trustmark has uh, a number of different lines of business, of uh, uh, voluntary benefits, worksite, uh, uh, voluntary insurance products, small group insurance products, and then uh, was looking to expand the portfolio a bit and acquired Health Fitness, you know, as a way to to get more into that fitness and wellness space that employers were asking for. And so it's been. 10 or 13 years since Trustmark acquired Health Fitness. Um, I have, uh, as I said, I was with Trustmark during the acquisition. And, you know, we just, we, we love the opportunity to be able to get in and, and, and get in on the ground floor physically in these locations where these employers are and where these people are working out. And it's been, it's been a good run, uh, as I said, not without its twists and turns. But uh, as we sit here today, Health Fitness, we've got about 
uh, over 2,000 associates around the country who are working at client sites today. Uh, we've got about managing probably 400 plus sites for about 140 clients, mostly corporate, but we also have a, a sizable block of hospital uh, wellness centers, medical fitness, uh, as well as some university uh, campus recreation programs, some community centers. Um, and so again, we've, uh, we've had a lot of twists and turns over the years, but ultimately we're, we're doing what we love and we're doing our core and that's managing, uh, managing fitness programs. You know, as you look at the history of managing locations, and I looked at this, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it, some of it was just kind of staffing the, the health club that was, you know, on the campus. And there was always a question of, you know, how many years can you get on those types of contracts? Yeah. Then it seems to flip to, hey, let's talk to the CFO and show them the economics or show her the economics of actually providing robust programs. Let us get in there and actually have a relationship with your uh, employees, not as just part of the corporate intranet that they could go to. Yeah. But let's actually build a, a relationship, set up, you know, programs directly for what their illnesses are or what kind of things they're dealing with. So how do you view the relationship? kind of changing and morphing into a much higher level of, you know, you've got athletes in your, in your company there, that's your human capital. You yep. got to keep those people healthy. Yeah. We've got insurance savings. Uh, but we also, if people are actually doing their exercise workouts, feeling good, um, they're probably going to stay longer and yeah. you've got a network effect. So how, how has that kind of evolved and how do you feel about the conversations you're having now versus, you know, maybe at the entry point? Yeah, and 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 it's evolved even over the last couple of years, right? Since COVID, it's evolved in a big way. But you know, interesting. We, you mentioned um, staffing, right? And the and the duration of these contracts. Our average client has been with us for I think a little over fourteen years. Well, wow. um, but the clients that churn, the clients that you know that that we tend to you know that come in and we do a three year contract and and they're out, tend to be the ones that look at us more as a staff. Right. If, 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 if what you're looking for is a staffing company, I had one, uh, one client that I was talking to one of our larger clients, it was during COVID and, and she and I would connect all the time just to kind of touch base and see how things were going. And, um, and she said, she said, Sean, if I was looking for a staffing company, I could go hire Kelly services and it would be a hell of a lot cheaper than what I'm paying you. Um, and that's not, that's not what, that's not why we hire health fitness. That's not why we partner with health fitness. We, we look at you as much more than a staffing company. You're a part of our company. I had clients, Pete, during COVID who were laying their own employees off before they were coming to us to cut our employees mm -hmm. because they said, what your people are doing for our people at this time is everybody's going home and the, you know, the world's in uh, uh, upheaval. We need you now more than we needed you when you were just coming in here every day and running the running the program on site. So you know, th I would say that's, th that's been a really interesting evolution. You know, when you think about URSA and the data that's provided on how many members are working out, how many people are going to bricks and mortar, I'm not sure they're capturing all the relationships and, and tentacles that you have into employees that maybe are not going to a club because you're servicing that, you know, internally. So we might be missing a, a chunk of people that actually are getting results and are, you know, getting the work done. Um, yeah. What are some of the things that have happened that you say, wow, I can't believe they asked us to do that, or, hey, this, this employee participation in this program 
you know, we've never seen that level of participation before. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that that when we look at our data, um, you know, certainly from a from sheer membership standpoint, number of members of of our client fitness centers, we're down from where we were pre-COVID on the corporate side. On the on the uh, on the health system wellness center side, we're actually back up to 100, percent maybe even bigger than we were pre-COVID. Uh, but the membership is still creeping up, and it, that's a, a function, of course, of you know. Companies are starting and stopping with their return to office. Are we? Are you coming in? Or are you not coming in? Is it two days, three days, four days? Are we going to enforce it? Or are we not going to enforce it? Uh, you know, so it's still it's still very squishy. It's starting to get a little more solidified, I think, as we go on. But one of the things that we're definitely finding is that the people who are coming in and the people who are using the fitness centers they're more active now than they were pre-COVID. Uh, so the you know the the number of visits per month per member is up. The number of active visit, of, of active members is up. So we're definitely seeing, and I think, I think that's a function. It, it's a function of, yes, people realized during COVID how important it was to stay in shape and to get healthy. But I think there's also, and what we're really seeing, and I'll, I'll bring this back to your question about our clients and what they're asking for and what the value is and what we do. It's not so much about the CFO and, and ROI at this point. I think right. now they're really looking to us to say, you know, we're trying to create these, the sense of community inside of our company, right? And particularly, they were trying to do it before. They're definitely trying to do it now as, as we've got people who are, who are fully on-site, fully hybrid, fully virtual all the time. How do we create and strengthen this sense of community? And I think that's what more and more what our clients are looking for us to do is to help them create that community, foster that community. You know, the fitness center, yeah, is it a place that uh, that I can go downstairs? And we've got one. I'm here in the Trustmark headquarters. We've got a great fitness center, as you would imagine, downstairs. And I'll go down when I'm done with you, and I'll go work out for 45 minutes. But but it's also a place for people to just connect, to go to that group exercise class, and and be able to spend some time with their fellow employees. That you know everybody's busy during the day. It's a place for them to just go and unwind. And you know, even if they're not doing a hard workout, it's just a it's a place where community can be fostered. And I think. More and more, that's what our clients are saying. That's what we're looking for you to do is to help us create this place that people want to come back to the office, that they're not saying, no, I'm going to stay in my basement. This is Pete Moore. I want to let you in on a little secret. There's this company called Promotion Vault. And what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you to incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free or giving away shakes, or giving away t-shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal. There's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile. They are going to answer questions. You are going to get those answers. You're going to be able to target those members, and you're going to reward them inside your club, inside your spa, and outside of the club and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal, to get them to pay their monthly dues, and to be rewarded properly for the actions. A lot of companies are cutting back on rewards. You shouldn't be. Promotion Vault's your answer. Trust me, this is real. As you look at some of the boutique studios that have proliferated or look at some of the you know architecture and design of some of these larger health clubs. How much of that are you kind of pulling back in and saying, hey, look, we're actually going to compete with them on a 
programming basis, on an experience basis, and then basically going back to the corporations and saying, if you want this, you know, we want to basically provide the same type of, you know, experience and have them not go to LA Fitness, have them come here and we're going to get the benefits of the relationship building. Um, Yeah. They're not going to be leaving. So we got more time that they're spending inside the company. And it's probably much bigger retention opportunity on the side of the employees saying they're catering to all my needs. Yeah. No, that's a good question, Pete. Um, You know, I will say, I guess I'll say a couple of things. We certainly are seeing clients who are, and it, and it's, I would say it's, it's single site, it's, it's on-site corporate, it's also multi-tenant, right? That amenities are important and trying to create really great experiences for employees to come back, whether that's the fitness center, uh, whether that's, you know, the cafeteria, whether that's all the other amenities that, you know, everybody's in a war for talent right now. And so we are definitely seeing a lot of our clients and we need to up our game here. It's not enough to to have the, you know, the space that we've had. And it was a nice space and it had decent equipment and we've been, you know, running a nice program, but there's certainly clients who are looking to invest more, uh, build out bigger, better, nicer spaces, better equipment, more programming. I think, you know, we're certainly, we, we have been, we've been hearing that we've been expanding our product portfolio over the last couple of years on site, even, uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, you know, uh, assisted stretching is a big thing now, right? Um, and so we've just rolled out an assisted stretching program, uh, that we're able to deploy out across, uh, you know, across our block business. Um, so doing things that otherwise people might need to go to some of those boutique studios for, but we also, uh, uh, I guess, uh, about a year ago during, uh, you know, as, as the pandemic was going on, um, we acquired a company called Fit Reserve, which, uh, as you know, Fit Reserve is a gym network. Um, and, but, you know, that has specialized in those boutique studios, those boot, uh, you know, um, and, um, we're continuing to build out that network as, as a supplement for our clients who, you know, we can say, you know what, we can do it on site. We can have the, we can, we can do the classes. We can do more than what we used to do, but we can also give your people the opportunity to go out and go to those boutique spin classes or boutique, uh, Pilates studios that, uh, you know, that give them more choice than just even what they have on site. So I think we've been, you know, hearing that from our clients and certainly trying to respond to the needs. So, so given that you are servicing these programs and benefits to the employees, do they know that this is Trustmark and this is health fitness or do they deem it as if, if they didn't ask, would they think that it's being provided by the employer? Yeah. I, I mean, the, the short answer is it's the latter. If they didn't ask or if they didn't know. Um, you know, and it really does depend on, uh, what the employer wants to do. I mean, we have employ we have clients who, you know, our folks are wearing their shirts branded with their logo. Um, I mean, we're not, we're, we're not tell them that we work for the client when we don't, but you know, it's very branded to the employer. We have some that are very comfortable with it. No, we go ahead, wear the health fitness stuff. We want to, we want to promote the fact that we've brought in expertise from the outside to run this, but I think on a day-to-day basis, it's always been the case that people are surprised sometimes when they find out, wait a minute, geez, I've seen Joe, you know, Joe's been working here. He's been down in the fitness center for five, six years. I see him in the cafeteria. He's been walking around. You don't work here? Really? Right, right. Um, you know, and that's good because to me that says, um, that says that what we've done is that we've really, our people have ingrained themselves into the culture of these respective employers because that's important because nobody's the same. 
So uh, it's not going to happen on day one, but we need them and want them to feel like they're a part of that client and, and uh, as well as, of course, it's a part of this. Yeah. I would think maybe over time, um, given that there, there's more retailers, like a Best Buy, they're, they're kind of segment out, you know, different areas or a, a Macy's will kind of have, you know, different brands that take up floor space. Yeah. Um, we were, we, we've got an investment in something called Higher Dose infrared sauna kind of boutique that was inside of Equinox. Okay. Equinox did it on their own. You know, it might not have been the same, you know, grand opening that is a studio. So I would think maybe over time, given at least what I've known about health fitness for years, you know, you're an authority. You know, we've got that inside of our, our corporation. I, I would think that over time, that potentially would be a, a big benefit to, to a company. Uh, but they obviously got, we got to think about what they want to do and or what they don't, but. Yeah. I, and, I, and I, again, I think there is, and we've had, you know, we've even seen some, some larger uh, clients who have, who have maybe been insourcing programs for a long time. And now they're saying, you know what, we want to, we want to bring in the people who really know what they're doing here um, because we want to elevate that employee experience. And they're very happy to tell their employees we're, you know, that we're bringing in health fitness to run this program because health fitness runs programs like this for hundreds of employers around the country and they're the best at it. And, um, so they're, you know, they're, they're proud to, to talk about that as an enhanced experience for their employees. So, so some of the companies I've looked at in the space historically didn't have the ability to communicate directly, uh, with the employees or had pretty low engagement rates because they were basically blocked out of, of building that relationship. Has that changed dramatically given COVID and given mental health issues that, they're saying, look, if I've got best in class as a partner, I actually want to get the engagement up. I want people to be part of these programs and not just, hey, we've got a health club. It's best in class, but you know, I'm actually going to try and up my game and provide these things and kind of push you into it uh, for your benefit versus saying, I don't want you emailing me. I don't want you emailing any of the employees directly. Has that changed at all? Yeah, I, I would say it has changed and it has, I, I would say that uh, employers have gotten uh, more willing to let us communicate directly. It, it's still not, it, it's, you know, we, we don't have unfettered access, which we'd love to have all the time, but we understand that we're, we're competing with a lot of other benefits and a lot of other employer programs and people can just feel like they're getting deluged, right? So we, we certainly work in coordination and we try to be smart about it. But, but again, I think that's the, the, uh, uh, the beauty of, of having, as I said, you know, over 2000 people out there on site at the client sites, walking around, not just in the fitness center, but walking around the building and walking around the cafeteria is that we can have those one-on-one. Those are easy. Nobody's, nobody's stopping us from having those conversations. Right. right. And so our people building relationships with the clients, employees on site, um, is, you know, what we found is, I mean, that's the, that's the strongest way to build engagement is to have somebody sit down and say, hey, let me talk to you. Let me tell you what we're doing. And I understand that you you, know, you haven't worked out in 10 years. No problem. I'm in. We got lots of people like that. We're going to help you out. This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Higher Dose, higherdose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, 
Your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up saturating your market. Having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for 200 bucks per month where they're paying 39 to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher dose, check it out. There's a wholesale code and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members. And hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating and the recovery should be just as good as the workout. So, so pivoting to how you're growing the business yeah, as part of Trustmark, you can make acquisitions, you can do tuck-ins, you can do something larger, um, you can just build it on your own. So what kind of lens do you look through? And you know, not, not going down to a granular level, but what are some of the yeah. things that are interesting to you that piques your attention? Yeah, well, you know, um, coming out of COVID, and COVID obviously was a very difficult time for us, as well as for all of our competitors and everyone in this industry, right? It was a it was an existential crisis there for a while. Is it, were we even going to survive this? Um, and obviously, and, and, and thankfully, we, we all did. Uh, we survived. I would say We Health Fitness, we came out stronger on the other side than we were going in, if you ask me, right? Because it, you know, it, it drove a lot of innovation that, that maybe was on the roadmap, but we didn't have the luxury of a roadmap anymore. It was, okay, we've got to get a lot sharper with our, with our digital delivery, et cetera. Um, so I do think we came out stronger and, and, you know, we're, we're looking hard at this, at this industry. And we think that despite the fact that it's still coming back, right. And, and we've done a lot of, a lot of market research and, and just purely on the corporate side, the market is, is, is still not recovered to pre COVID, um, you know, it's going to get there eventually, but we, we love this space and, um, we are ready to grow and we're ready to invest to grow. Uh, and so do we see, we see organic opportunities for sure. Um, you know, we're starting, you know, we're, we're seeing some really nice opportunities out there in the market. We're getting a lot of calls. Are there inorganic opportunities where, yeah, we, we, we certainly see that as a possibility as well. Um, you know, it's been, as I said, it's been a challenge for a lot of folks. Um, maybe, you know, a lot of our competitors, they might not have been as well capitalized going in and coming out, right? We've got the, we've got the benefit of having a very large, stable mutual company behind us that is, you know, that, that has our back and that is willing to invest in us. Um, and not, uh, not everyone has that luxury. So we're certainly looking at opportunities to grow, um, organically, uh, but definitely inorganically as well. Yeah. And just one, one, uh, educational component for any of these uh, early stage companies, uh, the venture capital market is playing a different game than the private equity market and strategic acquisition. So multiples of revenue or multiples of something that doesn't really exist, that doesn't play on our playing field. Um, yeah. So it's a cash flow. It's a buy versus build. It's something that maybe is incremental on the client side. Um, how do you have some of these conversations where somebody comes in and says, you know, my pre-money was X. It's like, well, that's kind of, irrelevant to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, certainly to the extent that there are folks out there who have uh, really interesting capabilities that, you know, that, that might be, um, a benefit to across our block of business, we'd look at that. But as we look in organically, I think to your point, Pete, we're looking for, um, you know, what, let us see what, what's the block look like and what's the, you know, what's the, what's the size of the block and what's the profitability. 
Um, you know, it's, you know, we are very, very good at managing these programs. Um, and we know how important scale is. Um, you know, and I think that's, that's the piece that we can provide and that's important to us. So I, yeah, I agree with you. It's what, what's probably not so much on a, on a prayer and a promise of what might come. You know, and as some of these connected fitness or digital companies, maybe they'll merge, maybe the VCs will give up on them. You know, as you look at those opportunities, you're pitching, you know, a, a founder to say, look, this is a good home, that this is a good outcome. Um, I'm going to take care of your employees. You're going to be much part of a much larger entity. You're not going to have as much stress uh, on a daily basis. You could go to all of our programs downstairs as well to relieve some of your stress uh -huh. and your, your financial stress and not hitting your, your milestones that you had a hockey stick on. Um, how, how are those conversations? Is it too early for people to understand that? Uh, or do you think that it's kind of sinking in? Well, I, I you know, and I, I guess I would say that I think a lot of, um, a lot of the, the folks in our industry, competitors of ours across the country, you know, smaller, regional, these are a lot of times we're talking about, these are family businesses, right? That have been in the family for, for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. And, you know, I, I definitely know that taking care of their people, it, taking care of their people and taking care of their clients is absolutely the, of utmost importance to them. And it should be. Um, you know, and I think, you know, when, when we have those conversations, we can talk about a track record of doing that. Um, you know, I think one of the things that, that we are very well known for in the industry and, and I, that I think we do better than anybody else is you talked about our employees and do, do the clients, people think that they work for the client or they think for us, you know, they're embedded in the client culture every day, but we have a strong, strong connection to all of our folks out in the field, back to health fitness. We support them, not just with great benefits, et cetera, but also with uh, continuing education and with networking opportunities. And, you know, that's one of the things that we hear a lot of times when we're taking over uh, the management of the facility, maybe from somebody else is from the employees who say, wow, we feel more supported with health fitness than we ever felt before uh, with, uh, you know, with previous employers. And so we're proud of that. And that, and I think we hang our hat on that as we talk to as we talk to folks about potential opportunities for, uh, for inorganic growth as well. And, and then the last question I have for you is, you know, as these opportunities kind of surface or where you want to hunt, how much of that is, you know, you, you guys saying, Hey, this could be interesting uh, to our client base, or maybe there's certain demands that are coming and say, Hey, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? And then you kind of turn around and say, yeah, there's enough inertia that we'll either build it or we'll, we'll go and buy it. Yeah, I mean, I I think that as I said, we are we're in growth mode and we're in investment mode, and we'll 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 make those investments in a way that makes sense, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, are there we're talking about uh, really advanced digital stuff, and you know, you hear a lot now. You're starting to hear about AI, and you know, are we gonna? We're not gonna build that. Um, we've got no business doing that. There's other folks out there who are who are spending a lot of time and money. Um, you're losing a lot of money right now trying to figure that out. We'll let them do that. Uh, right. And, you know, and we'll go out and, and bring those, bring that expertise in at, at the right time. So I think, um, you know, our, our, our bread and butter and what our clients are just asking for is we just want to create really great experiences for our people in the fitness center at home, whether they're working out on our health fitness 360, which is our mobile application where they can view streaming classes live from their employer work site. Uh, you know, whether it's at a gym network in between, 
They just want, they're really trying to elevate the experience for their employees. And we, we're just trying to be there for them and make sure that we can support that any way we can. Well, that's great. So we'll do a follow-up in a couple of years. We'll go from 2,000 to 4,000 and we'll have all the AI we can share. I mean, we'll do an AI uh, interview and we'll just know what, what we're talking about. It. This is AI right now for all I know. Yeah, right. I got yeah. you. All right, man. Well, welcome to the Halo sector as a new acronym for you. And uh, congrats on the, uh, the the Fit Reserve acquisition and uh, you know being in a position to be a growth platform, uh, which other people are, are trying to figure out, you know, how do I kind of get back to COVID versus, hey, let's grow this and let's really, you know, make a difference and, you know, do it with employers that really should be providing these benefits more and more. And I think you're on the right track and uh, look forward to, uh, to reading the press releases. Sounds great, Pete. Thanks for having me. It's been fun.